welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is nick kite from coldwell banker first ottawa realty brokerage welcome nick thanks for having me yeah thanks for being on the show a little bit about nick Nikite has established himself as a skilled top producer with experience in providing global exposure, tailored marketing and pricing strategies, exceptional consultations and negotiations. In the competitive Ottawa real estate market, Nick is renowned among colleagues and clients alike for his integrity, loyalty and offering the highest in quality representation, professionalism and a 93% referral rate. Nick connects clients to qualified domestic and international buyers and and an active luxury branding community. With that, Nick, would you like to add anything to your background? Yeah, absolutely. Before getting into real estate, so I've been in real estate for about eight years. Prior to that, I worked in HR, human resources for the federal government. And prior to that, I worked for a local hospital, also in human resources in labor relations, which were two very uh, great jobs to have prior to getting to real estate. Cool. And why you get into real estate? I absolutely just love the creativity and that every day is a new day and no two day or any interactions with buyers and sellers are the same so that energizes me and I absolutely just love marketing and selling people's homes and helping them find the best home for their themselves their family or where it be for an investment so it just mirrors all the the passions I have into one business cool so which are your target markets So I work out of the greater Ottawa area so that would be the nation's capital of Canada and pro- approximately within about an hour or so from the city core would be the demographic and target area that I look after. So what is the reason? The reason for that area is just because I've grown up here and know it extremely well so uh this is these are the areas of focus that I get referred to whether it's from buyers or sellers because they're confident in our experience and business to know how to successfully market their properties for sale and to know how to get the investment properties and or homes for the buyers cool so would you share more about marketing and pricing strategies exceptional consultations and negotiation stuff Absolutely so a, a big portion of my marketing is social media which I absolutely love and enjoy thoroughly from a video marketing and digital marketing standpoint coming up with lifestyle qualities for each property a naming convention and how that home or investment property is unique and will be attracted to certain demographics is is definitely an aspect of our branding and business that we're very proud of and two would be just knowing the buyer's motivation or what they're looking for in a property allows us to tailor our strategies in terms of marketing but also by direct calls to see what is most important to them so that we can provide them the information that will make them excited to see the property cool and so and what is your process of finding listings or finding the houses 
So in terms of listings, a large uh, part of my business is from referrals. So satisfied clients who I've either helped them previously buy or sell or family member or friends of them. And so a lot, majority of my client base are repeat clients and then looking at either buying or selling based on those needs. And I would say largely that they come back and, and remain with me as their realtor because of the successes we've had, whether it was selling for record break, breaking prices of their home or getting the right property at the right price or investment. Those are the, the key strategies that we use and we continue to use and why is why they search uh, for the Kite team to assist in those two avenues. Cool. And what is your target property type? I guess you're focusing on only luxury type of property. So uh, luxury is definitely a part of our overall real estate base. I sell everything. So, you know, from a $200,000 condo up to a, you know, the high end luxury, which in the Ottawa market is pretty much anything a million plus. And so I give the focus and attention to those properties that I'm lucky enough to represent from if we are looking at the segment of luxury, then obviously those homes have a rich history and are unique in terms of price and not obviously not everyone can afford them. So trying to find the right buyer, whether it's within the city, within the province, domestic or internationally is the whole point of using our marketing strategies and kind of branding to get as much attention for our sellers as possible. Cool. Cool. And how do you attract or what are your strategies to attract domestic and international buyers? Yeah. So first it's, it's coming up with how we're going to market the property in terms of our strategy, looking to see what features of the property, not only the property itself, but the location and what our, our target demographic for a buyer profile would be. And then coming up with different digital marketing, whether it be our custom drone and lifestyle videos, which we've been using for many years, our targeted ads on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, as well as providing very clear and important details of the property that would hit our target demographic. One medium that has seen a lot of success is definitely LinkedIn. From a business standpoint, there's a lot of buyers on there that are looking to keep kind of updated with their own business. And by, by providing these key details and information on our properties on LinkedIn has been a very key driver to getting it out there in front of the right people as well. Cool. But why international investors invest in Canada or your Ottawa city? Yeah. So the attraction that Ottawa has not only to domestic, but international is our relatively affordability of a capital city. Uh, we are one of the we are either the or one of the cheapest capital cities in the world to live in. Our, I would say between various magazines and publications, our cost of living is extremely low here. Ottawa is a very attractive market in terms of jobs for high tech. The federal government, which looks into about 20% of the workforce, which is very unique proposition for a city, not many other cities have. Very high end in terms of academia. We have multiple Multiple universities and colleges, as well as our healthcare. Uh, we have many hospitals and one of the top heart institutes, which would be the Ottawa Heart Institute, uh, which is world renowned. So all these factors make Ottawa a very uh, desired location and place to either invest in or live in, which is why it resonates with international and domestic buyers. Cool. And thanks for sharing that. So what other services you're providing to your clients? 
So what we've always done is depending on what the client is looking for. So whether it's an investment property or a new home for themselves and their family, giving clear next steps and options is our role and ensuring that we're always answering questions promptly and efficiently so that clients are not stressed out about the situation. Currently in Ottawa, it's a very strong seller's market, which adds a lot of stress on to buyers. So ensuring that they're aware of the market, how it's changing weekly, depending on what price range they're looking at, style of houses. And when we're seeing properties coming up with strategies on being successful to get them either through multiple offers or before they go into multiple offers from the buy side. And then from the listing side is is just seeing that each home is definitely unique. There's not one approach that is always consistent. Each home deserves its own unique marketing and exposure. And by tailoring our approach to the home and allowing us to tell a story. It really resonates with sellers and why we're sought after as their representative for listing their homes. Cool. So what strategies you have implemented to grow your business, Nick? First and foremost would be investing in myself and my clients. Because I work by referral, it's vital to me and our business to get referred from our current clients. So I would say first and foremost, that's number one and has been a a huge driver uh, for our expanding and growing business. Another key factor is how we do arrive at marketing our properties. We take a lot of time in preparation and prior to going live uh, to MLS uh, and the market, we take a lot of time going through the home, talking about various strategies, when to, depending on how the house is, whether it's a a larger home with a in-ground pool, or if it's a a condominium downtown, seeing when is best to list the properties to maximize not only exposure, but maximizing top dollar for our clients with the terms and conditions that they're expecting. Those are the, the reasons why we're sought after in terms of listing with potential clients and clients that we've had their homes to market. And then also from the buyer side, because of our vast knowledge in the marketplace, answering their questions and communication and negotiating is vital. Cool. So what challenges you faced in your real estate journey? Well, right now, it's how fast everything is moving. In terms of real estate in Ottawa, uh, like I said before, it's a very strong seller's market. So depending on which locations and the style and price range of properties, when they're coming onto the market, some strategies are that they are holding off offers for a certain date and time, but allowing preemptive offers. This does pose a very immediate sense that if we can't get in to see the house right away, it potentially could sell before that offer presentation date. So the first would be actually the availability of buyers to be able to see a property and schedule showing very quickly. In some cases, it's within hours because there are so many people looking that the showing times, though that they are 30 minutes, they're being taken very quickly because of the amount of buyers. So that would be a first difficulty. A second is definitely in terms of the types of homes that are going up. If buyers have a specific uh, wish list of what they're looking for in their next house. And based on that wish list and the price range, we haven't seen homes come up with those wants and needs uh, in quite some time. Then either that means that their wish list is not within their budget or they're going to have to go and increase their budget to get all those needs and wants. And because of the low inventory, some buyers are waiting 
you know, six, seven, eight months to a year for those, you know, very specific properties to come to market. And when they do, they have to be able to move very quickly. Cool. And thanks for sharing that. And how do you see COVID impact on real estate in Canada? So as a whole, there was a pause last March because no one really knew what was going on, if real estate was going to be deemed an essential service or not. Once real estate was deemed essential, and specifically I can speak to the the auto real estate market, was there was a delayed in the spring market, which means it there was people who had originally looked at putting their properties up, say, in March or April, but because of COVID and not really understanding how things were going to work and did people want to get out, see properties and put offers on properties, a lot of people held off until later in the spring and summer. And what that did is it resulted in a very, very high demand for buyers looking at the same time for lower amount of inventory of properties available, which pretty much made the market value for average sales go up extremely high each month, setting new records monthly compared to years past. And that is a trend that is continuing into 2021, where we're seeing less inventory. So for instance, in the Ottawa Real Estate Board in January 2020, there was approximately 5,300 active listings. And in January 2021 of this year, we were hovering around just under 3,300. So that's 2,000 less listings and still so many buyers searching for properties. So that definitely are the two huge impacts that COVID has had. And then in terms of what buyers are looking for, being stuck at home, I think a lot of buyers realized that they needed more space or wanted more space and have decided to go out to the suburbs or outlying areas around Ottawa for larger properties in terms of land, as well as interior space for having home-based offices or just more room to be able to enjoy family. So those are definitely COVID-related factors that have that still and will continue to drive the Ottawa real estate market. Cool. And thanks for sharing that. So would you like to share any of your best real estate experience so far? Absolutely. I'm lucky to have many. One that does stick out in my mind is I represented a family who was selling their family's commercial building and it was pretty much the livelihood uh, for that family. And after the father had passed, they knew that it was time to sell and support the family in terms of of the proceeds from that sale. I was lucky enough to be engaged and uh, sell the property for a great price for them uh, that they used a family-run business for almost 40 plus years. And so that being able to get them a record-setting price and just see the pride that they had uh, for a business and location that as a family, they have so many memories there was something that was that really hit home with me and is why I continue to get referred from clients because of that personal aspect and touch that we provide. That's definitely one that uh, that stands out. And I think, you know, overall with my clients, majority are have been close friends or are friends of mine that we do business together. And that mutual uh, respect is something that I t- take with me every day. And are, it's truly valued because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, uh, you can't do business with friends and family. 
And my motto is the exact opposite. And the caveat to that is you absolutely can do business with family and friends when there's mutual respect and open communication. And that's something that I continue to use to this day and why the team keeps growing in terms of our business and brand. Cool. So would you also share any of your challenging or worst experiences in real estate? Oh, absolutely. And there's many of those as well. I think one of the the biggest is that you can always plan and provide as much information as possible to, to clients and always confirm what their needs are or if they have any questions. Um, but there are just buyers out there or, or people in general that have ulterior motives. And you just have to chalk it up to understand that not everyone's going to give you the straight goods and be forthright with you all the time. And you are definitely going to get burned. I have got burned. One that does come to mind is I was helping a client uh, look for leasing opportunities and showed multiple units, provided multiple informations, breakdown, recent sales strategies, and found out that person used someone else to lease a property, didn't tell me. And not only did that occur, then I had to hear through other people that there was negative uh, discussions about my business and what I was doing, which was untrue. And so uh, that was very hurtful from a business and a personal standpoint. And it's something that, you know, uh, just uh, you have to be mindful of and understand that uh, things like that can happen and will happen. And uh, I choose to focus on the positive and uh, the clients that uh, use my services and trust me, I'll continue to keep giving my attention to those scenarios and not worry about these scenarios any further. Cool. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now, Nick? So I'm excited about my theme from a business standpoint this year is focus and fun. With COVID and being on lockdown and all the stress that has come to so many people, uh, the the small things in life in terms of spending time with friends and family and people that really matter, even if it's just for a short period of time, I think is more important than ever. And cherishing those memories is definitely been something that has impacted the way I look at things over the last year with COVID, I'm excited because, you know, with the vaccine coming and, and hopefully a better 2021, that whatever the, the new normal is going to be, that it just allows for, for more time with the ones that, that, that I love and, and enjoy. And from a business standpoint, just continuing to provide our exceptional service and helping sellers sell their properties and, uh, and helping clients purchase uh, their homes and investment properties is a focus that we are very client centric. And that's something that really excites us here and keeps us very motivated and, uh, and busy all at the same time. So any one advice that impacted you, Nick? Any advice that has impacted like myself or the business? Yeah, for you. Yeah, geez. Yeah, I think a few years ago, I was told that from a business standpoint, you were in charge of how you react. And so whether you feel it's good or bad, sometimes the best advice is to acknowledge, say thank you, and get yourself out of the situation and not lash out or be reactive. And I feel that that's definitely something that has helped me be a better business person and a better person in general in my personal life. Cool. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? Oh, one book. I thoroughly 
Enjoy Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Albion. That book just kind of reinforced the importance of relationships and just seeing the good in people and just being, you know, true to yourself and your direction. So definitely, I would say that is at the top of my list for books that I've read uh, that have had tremendous impact on myself. Cool. So how are you giving back to community, Nick? So I support a lot of local charities, some that are very dear to myself and or my clients. One of the ones that I really enjoy is supporting Crohn's and Colitis, which their event is Martini Madness. Another one is, it's called uh, Booby Ball for, for cancer, breast cancer. Th- those two resonate with myself, my clients and my family and are ones that, that we support locally. Nice. So how can listeners can connect with you, Nick? Absolutely. I'm uh, the best way is for, through my website, which is nickkite.com. And that's K-Y-T-E. I'm on all socials at Nick J. Kite on uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And uh, I'm always happy to answer anyone's questions, whether it's from private messages, DMs, or emails or calls. I'm easy to get a hold of and uh, always happy to uh, address any questions. Or if anyone has specific uh, concerns, I'm happy to answer them. Cool. And thank you, Nick. Thanks for sharing your real estate experience. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.